Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports, kicking off season three officially. We've made it through. This is our what third year? We started in twenty nineteen. We we started in the middle of the national championship season right, twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah. So our second and a half season. Um, yes, second and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. So what a journey it's been. Um, but yeah, excited for season three of secondhand sports. Like it's some kind of organized uh, thing. But no, uh, football is nigh. Um, starting preseason games. Hard Knocks is on. Did y'all watch Hard Knocks, by the way? Yes. I, I deleted you my did? HBO. Yeah, I watched uh, it today. Nice. So um, I, I deleted my HBO account. Oh, uh, really? I deleted it, but I'm not, like, last year when the Cowboys were on it, they used to like put it on YouTube the next day. Right, and It was like yeah. good quality and everything, so yeah. I'll just do that. Apparently, it's great now. Like, last year sucked, but this one was... Uh, last year really sucked. Th- yeah, apparently this one's good just because of Dan Campbell and the Lions and stuff. So. Yeah, there's a lot of personality with the coaches and the players, too. The rookies, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, just, He's going to be good, I think. Oh, yeah. No, number two draft pick out of Michigan. Yeah. So he just he seems like a like just a cool dude. I mean, watching him in practice, like somebody would like like they had a uh, one clip where uh, I forget the defensive guy's name, something with a P, who was there with like their first round pick or something or their second round pick last year. Uh, he was supposed to be pretty remember. good, and he was going up against him in some drill. And right before they showed that that guy being talked to by another defensive guy, and he was like, "Listen." Don't go easy on them. Like we, you remember, we didn't go easy on you last year. Yeah. And so like there'd be some drills that they were doing where he would kind of smoke Aiden Hutchinson, and Hutchinson would just be like, "Oh man, you you got me there." <laughs> like, all right, I'm gonna get you next time. He's you know? such a big guy. Like I, I I feel like they might play. Like he might start this year. I would think because they got him so early. So yeah, if, if he's, I mean. For the Lions, if he's doing good enough, right. why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They yeah. won two games last year or whatever. Yeah, so football's back, uh, but we got tons of football to talk about, LSU, and we'll probably talk about the Saints, too. We might have a special guest coming. I don't want to announce it yet because he's not here yet. Here not, at the new yet. Secondhand Sports Lake House. Yeah, Secondhand Sports Lake House studio. Um, but before we get to football, the Astros. So... Gunner, do you have an Astros update for us? I guess we can start off talking about the trade deadline and what yeah. we did. We uh, made really three, um, I guess, trades. Major moves. Yeah. Yep. So, one, we got Trey Mancini from the Baltimore Baltimore Orioles, which was actually a, kind of a shocker to a lot of people. Uh, he's, I mean, he's one of the most loved baseball players in the game. He beat colon cancer. Yeah, uh, just an all-around nice guy. He's always been with the Orioles his whole career. Um, but what? So noticeably this year, we've seen kind of a decline in Yuli Gurriel. He hadn't been hitting like he used to. You know, he won the batting title last year, and this year he was hitting like sub two fifty for most of the season. Well, uh, you know, I guess side note in true Astros fashion. Same thing that happened with Maldonado when they called up Corey Lee and all of a sudden Martin started crushing it. Yeah. Well, same thing with Yuli. He's kind of been on a hot streak as of late. But yeah. Mancini came in. Uh, I don't – I know as last time I checked, he only had three hits uh, and all three were home runs, one of them a grand slam. 
So he his biggest thing, his issues were uh, they built that new deep wall in Baltimore, and he so and he played first base and left field. I think the problem was whenever he played left field, he's not a great outfielder, and it's a lot of area to cover and batting. Uh, I believe he's left-handed. So or no, he's no 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 right-handed because you yeah because you hit. The left, left, yeah, left-handers yeah, hits a right field, and right-handers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, with the deeper field, he he had a ton of hits that would have been home runs in like over half the parks, but in Baltimore, you know, didn't make it. Well, he's been abusing the Crawford boxes since he, you know, or at least gotcha. right away showed like this is what you know. Yeah, yeah. This what is going to be my what friend, he's capable of. Right. Uh, so he's looked good so far. I think that was a. I think that was a brilliant move because we gave Jose Siri to that was a three-way deal where we. Uh, gave Jose Siri to the um, why am I drawing a blank? The Rays, <clears throat> and then the Rays uh, gave someone to Baltimore, and you know whatever we got Trey yeah. Mancini. Well, Jose Siri, uh, while he's a phenomenal defender and super fast, cannot bat to save his life. And I think I was about to say I don't even really know who they that said is, that so. since since him signing with the uh, with the Rays, the Rays have had like thirty something strikeouts, and Jose Siri has had twelve of those. Like. A third of those strikeouts have been him. So, seems like that was a, a good riddance. Although, if, if he could turn his bat around, he'd be a phenomenal player. So, maybe they can fix him. The race, seem, they, they seem to do that with players. Yeah. Um, we got Christian Vasquez uh, from the Red Sox catcher. Uh, he looked really shaken up whenever – because they were playing at Minute Maid Park whenever he – found out and he was like uh, oh really yeah and they they announced it to him like right after he'd found out the reporters were asking him he's like uh it's uh business and then like the the pr people for the red sox pulled him away and they're like all right let's, let's yeah get you dug out. but that's crazy <clears throat> what are the odds of i guess it happens probably a lot in baseball just yeah it happened last so year long. with who did it happen with last year one of our relief pitch i think montero maybe with the was he with the A's or the Mariners? I can't remember, but it happened yeah, last year. But yeah. uh, so I'm we just picked glad, he's a catcher. And I'm just glad it wasn't like any recognizable names, like you know, Yuli yeah. or Altuve or yeah, Verlaine, well, they, you know, yeah, they would major names. You'd have to. I mean, that would for, first of all, that'd be stupid, and second of all, just like the the amount of stuff that a team would have to trade for one of them. Oh yeah, it would have to be a team that's like planning on completely tanking to, yeah, to rebuild. That's true. Yeah, but uh. Which I guess, without going off on a tangent too much, the Orioles kind of are trying to rebuild, but at the same time, they're kind of hot right now, and they're still in contention for the wild card. Like they, I think it's theirs to lose. So it's kind of interesting. They're like rebuilding, but also still not giving up their yeah. hope this year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Vasquez from the uh, Red Sox catcher who has a good um batting average, and yeah, that he was the one. He since he's uh. Another person since he's been there, Maldonado's been like going off again, but he hasn't really shown too much promise batting. He's made a lot of contact, but a lot of outs. But also, I think he's still getting adjusted to um, to the Astros, and it's a small sample size. But he seems like he calls a pretty good game, yeah, uh, behind the plate. So, and then we picked up Will Smith from the Braves in return for I think we got. I don't. I'm not 100 percent familiar with all the prospects and the people in the farm that we traded around, but I know yeah. that was part of some of the deals. I got you. But I think we uh, that deal looked pretty bad at first because Will Smith kind of has struggled, 
Of course, he was the the closer last year for the World Series. He, you know, and he struck out three to win the, you know, win the game, win the World Series for the Braves against us. Yeah. But other than that, he's kind of stunk. Um, we traded Jake Odorizzi for him. Well, Jake Odorizzi already injured himself over there. Uh, oh, really? And, and Odorizzi's pretty hot or cold. Like he he goes on streaks where he looks incredible, and then there's also streaks like he gave up I think six runs in the first inning of one of the games for us this year. Like, actually, I think he gave up multiple runs in the first inning on a couple occasions. Yeah. But then there are some streaks he'd go on where he looks incredible. But it seems that looks like a better deal now, that Will Smith actually is pitching better. And one of the things I want to talk about with him is his curveball sucks. It's it's terrible. And they were saying uh, that basically he was giving up a lot of hits and stuff over, you know, at the Braves, especially off his curveball, well, he, in his last start, he struck out uh, three straight, no hits or whatever, and didn't pitch his curveball once. So, if it's if it's solving his his problem is that simple, literally just saying don't throw don't your throw curveball. Don't throw a curve, yeah. So, Trouble with the curve. I know he gave up a home run in his first appearance with the Astros, uh, but still, you know, we still got the, the win that, that day. But hopefully we can, you know, fix his woes and get him – confident because that would be a strong pickup you know a left-handed reliever so yeah that's about it for the for our trade trade deadline um but yeah like you said the astros are we're hot we we're on and off because you know uh, yeah so well did we win yesterday we seem to do very well against our friend's favorite team here the yankees yeah of course the best team in the al well now we're tied with them but Somehow we play the A's and get waxed. Yeah, like, exactly. Like we're the worst teams game. in the it's league. The only time the we're the last team to get swept this year, and of course, the team that sweeps us is like one of the worst in baseball right, right now. Yeah, they can't but, even can't even get a full crowd like one. But a I feel Saturday. like that's just like a like if if you're from this area and you root for a team, aka LSU, the Saints, Astros, whatever. I feel like they all play down to their competition for some reason. Yeah, play up, play down. Yeah, but. You know, like the Mariners, red hot. Mariners have gone and kind of beat up on the Yankees a little bit. The Yankees took a couple from them, I think. But, you know, ultimately the Mariners looked real good against them. Well, we swept the Mariners like it was nothing. If the team's above 500, we have no trouble. We were playing uh, Cleveland last week in a four-game series. Well, they were like four games above, you know, a 500 record. So the first two games, we smoke them. Well, the last two games, it gets closer to that 500 mark. Yeah. They shut us out one game and held us down to one run in the other. So, it's like as soon as a team starts to look bad, <laughs> we lose to them. But if they're right. looking good, we win. We're so crush them. Yeah. And baseball is such a such a ridiculously long season, too, that there's like so many peaks and valleys. In, even in the dog days of summer, you know, within the months of like May and August, there's so much – like, uh, what do you call it? Not vitality. What what do you like stocks when stocks go up and down? Oh, volatility. Volatility. Yeah. Um, and then like once we get to the playoffs, it's like okay, we're good, you know. But right now, oh yeah, that's like that's like the Yankees right now. They're kind of on a slump, which yeah. kind of makes me nervous because that means they're probably going to be on the up and yeah, up whenever up, the going you nuts. Know, Whenever right. October comes around, so I'd I'd rather them be doing good now and then blow it to us in the ALCS or before then we could face someone not as good as the Yankees. But yeah, but uh, yeah, no. At least 
our slumps as of late have been pretty short because uh, there was, like, to start off the season, we had, like, a long slump. Right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of slumps, Alvarez, the past couple games, hadn't been looking great. Uh, he's back below 300 batting average, but uh, I know that won't last, at least not for him. You know, Tucker finally is starting to turn things around. Bregman's been looking good yeah, lately. Yeah, let's say Bregman turned it I around. I think they switched something about Tucker's, uh, like, his swing. Because I've, I've heard the the commentators talk a lot about it, or at least in the past, like, two games, they're like, oh, his swing looks completely different. And he's making contact. He's just unlucky, though, because he smokes it whenever he hits it, and then it'll die, like, right at the warning track or hit the wall or whatever. So, um, yeah, Maldonado's been looking pretty good. Yuli's picked it up. Al- Altuve, I think, has – I think in the past – I don't know uh, – I don't. I can't remember the exact stat, but in the last couple games, he's been hitting over 500. He's been hitting really well, so hopefully he can keep that up because I, I like last year, he was MIA for a lot of the playoffs. Right. And it was, you know him, Bregman was. It's like it. Yeah. So disappointing when you have yeah players that are so incredible yeah. and they can't they they can't do anything. Right. When we need them, um, when the world needs who them. Who else? Most. Oh, Michael Brantley. Uh, is out with an injury, and we don't know if or when he'll be back. Um, yeah, I kept seeing it getting pushed forward too. I have him on my fantasy baseball team. And he's just he's like just old, this, you know. Yeah. Whenever he's playing, he's such an asset to have. But I guess I don't know. I I everybody seems to have low expectations for him coming back, so I wouldn't expect him. Which is another good pickup with Trey Mancini to have another yeah. good. Oh yeah, batter on the team. That's crazy. It seems like we've had Brantley for forever too. Like he was a staple. Yeah, but one disappointment yeah. has been Jake Myers. He oh. hasn't done well since coming back. He's done all right as far as uh, defensively, but he's just not hitting well. Uh, yeah. Lots of strikeouts. Pena seems to be swinging at the dirt. He throws slider to Pena, and he's not. I don't know what happened to his uh, discipline. That yeah, he started he's... to have some for a while, and that's when they're like, he's the undisputed rookie right and now yeah he was like, going nuts at the beginning of the season still looks great on defense but yeah um Alamus Diaz has been red hot lately he had a grand slam yesterday was it yeah yesterday we were down four to nothing against the Rangers everybody was like well we can just go ahead and write this one off whatever grand slam all of a sudden we're tied up and we ended up battling it out and winning it Chaz McCormick looks pretty good um, which a lot of people were upset yesterday that they played Myers over Chaz McCormick, being that Chaz McCormick uh, hits very good against left-handed pitchers, and the Rangers pitcher uh, something, but I'm gonna I thought I think it's Martin Perez, mm-hmm. whatever it's something Perez though, and he was um he's like their ace, like yeah. destroyed the Astros earlier this season, uh, and we were able to hit well against him. Yeah. Yesterday, but uh, Chaz McCormick didn't play. They put Jake Myers in. He looked well. Okay. But who else? Oh yeah, big news. Uh, the rumor is Saturday, Lance McCullers Jr. will be pitching for the Astros. Oh wow! So he should be back. The only downside about that is he's had a couple of rough starts in Sugarland. Yeah. Um, for his rehab assignment. Yeah, but I guess that's to be expected when you come off a you know big injury like that and 
What was it? Uh, forearm something. Oh man. Uh, so I think he ended up having to have surgery. But dang, but have surgery during the season and then for uh, you know, I guess we trust in the staff if they're pulling yeah. him back up even with a. He he said he's got. <laughs> He's basically his velocity is down a little bit right now, but it, he's got all his pitches back, I think, and he's comfortable. He's ready to be back. So, yeah, I guess we just have Probably to sick and tired of pitching with the, the yeah. former Sugarland Skeeters. Now they're the yeah. spacemen. And I think we're in we're in a good enough position now that you know even if he kind of goofs up a couple of times, you know, in the rest of the season, we're still going to be in the playoffs unless we completely implode. Yeah. So, of course, we're, we want to try to fight for at least the one or two seed so we yeah, can get, a, yeah. you know, home field and a bye. Yeah. But, I don't know. We'll we'll talk more about that as we, as yeah, we, get, as we closer. get closer. I'm sure we'll get a better view of the field, too, as we continue. That's coming up, though. I mean, we're yeah. – with football, it comes the MLB playoffs, so – Justin Verlander, ice stuff. cold. He's pitching tonight, actually. Oh, really? Um, and he's got a little streak going for quality starts. And then Framber Valdez pitches tomorrow. He's got he's doing a well. eighteen game quality start streak. Golly, which um, eighteen think, games? That's like, I mean, yeah, that's like a few months, huh? So, and he was close to losing it last game. Um. He gave up three hits, and you have to have three or less. Gotcha. Okay, I was and just about they, to say they what, brought in what's the reliever. The I forgot who they brought in to relieve for him, but he ended up getting the other outs with people. You know, left some people stranded on base, and so kept the streak going. So that'd be cool if yeah. he can keep it going. Um, I kind of want him to lose the streak before we get to the playoffs, though. That's for sure. Just yeah. so he doesn't have any like yeah, it doesn't you know, have that pressure because he. I think he was the one last year who. Uh, had a couple rough starts in the World Series or just in the playoffs in general, and then went and talked to like a, a counselor or something to get like training on how to calm himself down. And then he started just, you know, crushing it. Yeah. So he he's got some kind. Of, he'll freak out. And yeah. But as long as he doesn't, whatever, you know, implode. Good deal. Yeah, man. It's exciting. I think that's um, about it. I had yeah. uh, for other teams news. Um, they, uh, who was it? Um, that guy that got traded with, uh, he's going with Tatis Jr. No, no the, the pirates. So the okay. pirates called up a guy from the minors yesterday and they had a game. I can't remember his name. I had it written down, uh, but I forgot it. And basically he got, he gets put in the game, um, strikes out two or three times and then gets walked once. Well, uh, one of the one of the, I guess balls in play, he was running rounding second, running the third, slides in the third, and his phone pops out of his pocket. Yeah, uh, uh, Rodolfo Castro, his yes. phone fly from back pocket. Yeah, wow. so I, I guess I guess he just had it, just <laughs> yeah. forgot to take it out before the game and forgot about it back there. Yeah. Um. Dang, that's embarrassing. Your first yeah. freaking start like yep. that. So people will remember his name now, I guess. Yeah, really. And then uh, Little League World Series or Little League, uh, yeah. the game with Pearland and Oklahoma, the the kid beamed the dude in the head. Yeah, yeah. And then went and hugged him after the pitcher started crying or whatever. Yeah. And then the the batter <laughs> that got hit went and gave him a hug. Yeah. It's like good for sportsmanship. I just don't see 
like that happening if whenever we were in that age group. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I, I just hear all the parents like yelling at the kid, but oh, yeah. I got good for him. Right, know? yeah. Good <laughs> it's good sportsmanship, but also uncompetitive. So Yep. Yeah, but yeah, who Pearland was that ended guy? up winning the guy who beamed him, they ended up winning anyway. Uh, nice. Uh who was the guy that got traded to join Fernando Tatis Jr.? Everybody was talking about him. Juan Soto? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Josh Bell. Okay. Who was that's who the Astros wanted to get instead of Mancini for a first baseman who could bat well. But I think they just wanted too much, too much money, and too many players from the farm. So, but so far it looks good with Mancini. So, yeah, he got traded. Okay, he got traded to the Padres. Okay, yep. yeah. So, yep. That uh, yeah, it was good. Good roundup. It's yeah. been a while. It's been probably a month since we've done one of these. So good. Good little update there. All right, switching it over to football. And we also welcome on a very special guest, friend of the show, a, a dedicated listener, Michael Gidry. Hello, hello. Thanks for coming on, Michael. We appreciate it, man. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. How's it going? You're our debut guest for season three of Secondhand Sports. How does that feel? Feels great. Feels yeah. great. Uh, you know, middle of August. Yeah, baseball's yeah. picking up. Yeah, Football's nothing going on just yet. Football, right. football fever. Heck, the NBA and hockey will be starting not too long either. So yeah. it's like it's really like New Year's. Yeah, you know. Yep. So with that, we are also uh, Matthew is on the case for a big commitment, right, Matthew? What? Who's who's committing tonight? So uh, right now, um, five, uh, four-star quarterback uh, Ricky Collins on a woodlawn. Um, right now is going to announce his commitment to either maybe LSU, maybe Purdue. We don't know. He yeah. uh, originally decom he was originally a Purdue commit, but um, decommitted last Friday. Well, no, decommitted last Monday. And uh, right now is a heavy, heavy LSU lean. But you know, I don't believe it until it happens. So, and um, what show is he announcing his decision on, Matthew? Uh, the Joy to Colada show. Right. Yeah. Who is an uh, LSU affiliate. So an LSU probably, affiliate, Baton Rouge affiliate. Pro- they they Baton got Rouge. more insight than we do. Yeah, probably not going to announce that he's going to Ole Miss or Alabama or Purdue on a on the Jordy Colada show. But we wait with bated breath um, for that. But in the meantime, while we wait on this announcement, so far um, – how do you think Brian Kelly's been doing there, Michael? You're a huge LSU fan, I've heard. Um, locked in on college football. How do you think he's done so far? So this is uh, just my outlook on it and everything, is LSU's future is very exciting. It's like that kid in school that you knew that was the best athlete in the class but never practiced, never had any structure. Um, yeah, he would win a lot and stuff, but – it was inconsistency because the the lack of structure, and when you base that with uh, God given talent and you add the structure to it, um, that gives you know endless possibilities of maybe playing for three national championships in five years. Or yeah, hell yeah, at the top of the yeah. mountaintop, like it, it's exciting. Um, and especially once uh, the season kicks off, and September's really huge for LSU to go like undefeated in, or at least 
three and one bare minimum and be very competitive in that loss. But um, that will turn, you know, recruits' eyes um, back towards LSU for some of the top, you know, kids that are leaving the state to go to Texas or uh, A&M. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama. Right. Miami. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's exciting. It really is. Um, I I want to see um, where LSU is. I think the biggest game of this season, especially home games, is Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And when we get to that point, if we're yeah, on a roll. They're the best. They're definitely the best middling team right now, I feel like. It's like them. Arkansas was good. Ole Miss probably could have competed pretty well for the SEC, although, you know, if they went up against Georgia, they'd get crushed. But, yeah, um, yeah Tennessee did – for the expectation, they did fantastic last year. So, they yeah, they yeah. Did. I mean, that's – if we can put a hurting on them, then, yeah. That, I mean, what week do we play them? I want to say it's six or seven. Okay, yeah. Maybe, so, yes, we're done it, with the it, cup. It's the middle of October. I know that yeah, much. Yeah, I think, I I think it's the beginning. I think it's the beginning of October. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're done October with the 8th, cupcakes. October eighth. October eighth. Yeah. So okay. To, to me, it's like that. That may that game is going to be Brian Kelly's to me his first big test as LSU's head coach. I mean, we know Florida State's in the Superdome. Uh, Mississippi State. I mean, Mississippi State's a big game, but Tennessee's coming in, and you know, like like you said, Tennessee's a, this is a different Tennessee team this year. I mean, we we say it every year, but you know, they got they got the right coach, Tennessee. They have the quarterback solved. Um, but it's going to be a big game. Everyone's gonna go. Probably be a two thirty, you know, kickoff. Hopefully, oh, really? Most likely, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. not like an eleven. But uh, I think that's if Brian Kelly could win that game in front of you know LSU fans, they just want to win, right? You know, they 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 don't care about you know at first you know it's like you know they, they don't care where you're from and stuff. If, if you can come down, you can win games. We love you. So I think that if Brian Kelly beats Tennessee in front of a sold out Tiger Stadium. You'll get a lot of love from fans. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, so Tennessee's going to be huge. I don't even, I don't know what our schedule even looks like at this point because it's so. I got, I got, I got it up. Okay. Has he made the announcement yet, Matthew? He has not. It's it's like it's like what happened with the Shelton Sampson on a Saturday. Yeah. He said he was going to commit at three oh six because that's his number at Catholic High. Three hundred and six. No, 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 no. Six. Oh, okay. I was wondering why he did that. <laughs> the three hundred six. I, I was. I've been trying to figure that out. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, it's like I start. I started watching. He didn't commit until like three, like twenty five, I guess. Yeah. But and obviously we'll do like a preseason um, analysis of the schedule, probably. But yeah, I mean, before Tennessee, we're looking at Florida State, like you said, Southern U, Mississippi State, New Mexico, and Auburn. Auburn might be a a test too. Well, at, at Auburn too. I mean, this, yeah, I mean the fact that you've lost in back to back years to Auburn. Right now, I don't think Auburn's going to be as good this year. Right now, they're uh, picked to finish last in the SEC West. Oh, really? But um, you know, they don't have Bo Nix, so yeah, Bo Nix beat us last year, or Bo right. Trash Nix beat us. So yeah, yeah. Has the Auburn uh? quarterback controversy of with the police has that been resolved 
you know, yeah, I, well, that was so, that was such a weird such headline. A, yeah. It was like he was pursued by campus police for eluding he, he campus got, police or something like that. He was he was he wasn't wearing a moped. I mean, he was driving a moped around, and he wasn't wearing a helmet. So they, they said he like ran from the cops on the uh, moped. <laughs> and then yeah. like it's like you see the headline. It's like um like a. T.J. Finley arrested. Like, what the hell? And then it's right. like 10 minutes later, T.J. Finley out of jail. And he's he's riding on a golf cart to Auburn's practice, doing yeah. Instagram live and everything. Yeah. It was just – it was so weird. Yeah. Saying, so like, yeah. nothing happened. It's just they the media. They probably have that yeah, <laughs> figured out this point. Taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's practicing. Everything's good then. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it does make me excited for LSU in the way of we haven't had any outside noise this offseason. Dude, I didn't even think about that. That and is true. The right. last couple years, that's all we've had. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, from blondes till your whole team leaving to, you know. Yeah. And player, players getting arrested under less miles to yeah. your star defensive back getting right. kicked off the team for breaking a rule. By the way, that was – that was ten years ago today. Yeah, ten years ago. Tyron today. Matthew kicked off at LSU. Tyron Matthew. Now he's playing for the Saints. Yeah. Um. He's about to bring the Saints to a Super Bowl. What's crazy about the Coach O era when you look back on it now, like you said, it's bad to have players in the media, but to have coaches, you know, mm-hmm. like being seen with you know people too. It's yeah. It's, yeah. It, Coach right. O was uh the way I view it. It was like uh you know the best. Um, like roller coaster ride at a theme park. <laughs> right. You're, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna go some real, real highs, but we also had some real, real lows. Right. Some real, exactly. Real lows. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, going back to the noise, Ogeron's main saying in the past five years at LSU was block out the noise. But the past two years, he became he the, was noise the noise at LSU. Exactly. He was the noise. Yep. Yep. And we, I, it just seems like we have such a better direction now. Um, I mean, it, it just. I don't know. Obviously, we haven't seen anything yet, and we're not even in the top twenty-five in the coaches' poll. Which to me, it's like like USC is number fourteen or fifteen, I think. Texas is number eighteen. Yeah, but at first I was like, we're unproven, but USC is unproven too. So I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> I like that. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Like I mean, we. This is the first time we haven't had. Oh, if you don't win. Eight games or more, you're you're gone. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. That is true. Now, now we we we're getting in the car. You know, we're we're cranking the engine on right now in August, and we know where we're going. Right. Yeah. You know? And I think that's exciting for the kids on the team more than anyone. Uh, they don't have to worry about you know outside distractions from their coach. Right. Like, like, more outside distractions, like, you know, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban going at it. And I think, like, they asked yeah, Brian, that Kelly, was... Brian Kelly. Brian said, well, I'm just, you know, just glad to be in the SEC, glad yeah. to be here. <laughs> yeah. That kind of fizzled out, too, because the last press con, I guess it was SEC Media Day, Jimbo was like, oh, no, we're friends, whatever, you know. So. But, but you realize, and I just realized this, but that whole entire rant that Saban, that, 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 uh, that Saban said, that was not directed at Jimbo at all. No. That was directed at Alabama Boosters. Right. Hey, look what Texas A&M is doing. They're paying all these kids. They're paying exactly. these guys. We need to pay players. That's what that's he was what trying was, to do. That's what I was saying and during that's what, yeah. the episode that we talked about this. I was like, yeah, he wasn't – that's what everybody got so misconstrued about that is, like, Saban was just saying, like, Boosters, you'll need to get your stuff together because – a and M, who is A and M, is kicking our ass, and it's Texas like, money. We can't let you know Jimbo Fisher beat us in recruiting. So, but anyway, yeah, yeah. 
so very positive outlook. Um, like you said, it's like I like that we're not ranked. I think preseason rankings are a bunch of hoopla anyway. Yeah. In the same vein as like these recruits, everybody I uh, know. You know, Matthew, you're a big recruit guy. These four or five stars that are still juniors in high school, I don't like. Fantastic if you want to come to LSU, but so many of them decommit now because of NIL deals and like their senior year. That I don't know. To me, it's like once you're playing, once you're on the field in September, that's when I know you're playing for LSU. So. Yeah. But well, yeah. Well, most we'll of them, they um, like most of them. A lot of commits now. What they're doing is they commit early. They commit early because they don't want to go into their senior year with that, you know, in their head. Where you're going to go to school and yeah. everyone's asking you, like, you know, like Ricky Collins right now. Just get it done and just get it done. Get yeah. it done so you can enjoy your senior year. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yep. All right. So what do you have notes on? I was gonna. Oh, uh, I just have some notes on uh, a couple of the recruits, uh, like we were talking about Ricky Collins and then Kylan Jackson. Yeah. Who will go to LSU or A and M uh, on Saturday? Yeah, well, that's a toss up right there. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. For, I think that's a big one because um, just like the Shelton Sampson one, the one thing that LSU has always produced is receivers and DBs. Yeah. And if DB. we look. We've already lost uh, the top DB in the state to Texas, uh, Williams. And, um, yeah, I think that's huge for LSU to get uh, a, a solid DB from the state of Louisiana because no matter, you know, the best Louisiana teams always have a good core of Louisiana guys on it. Right, you know? yeah. And, and it, that's a position I think we need to a lot right now is a lot of our DBs are older um, portal guys that came in and – it's probably honestly this is the first football season that now I think about it um, that LSU has a a question mark at DB right like it, it's kind of, it's kind of different you know yeah uh, I think they'll be all right though yeah yeah I mean LSU they did uh, get uh, Jerry Bernard Converse I mean he was a he was an All Big Twelve at Oklahoma State you signed uh, seven banks from Ohio State and he was actually getting recruited by LSU early in his recruitment before he went to Ohio State um. The cornerback from uh, UL Lafayette, Makai Garner. Makai Garner is probably the best. Brian Kelly has just been raving about him, saying he's one of the best ones in the group. Garner actually said, and I'm going to get a little off topic. No, go but, ahead. But I'm, Garner uh, yeah. said uh, in a press conference that he was asked about Brian Kelly compared to Napier. And he said, I think I have more of a personal relationship and connection with Brian Kelly than I did with Napier. And he played with wow. Napier for three years. Yeah. And he just he hasn't even played a game for Brian Kelly yet. That's dropping. that's crazy yeah. because everybody was ranting and raving about Napier's personality, you know, personability and stuff. So, I mean, Napier's kind of having trouble with Florida right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm curious, you know, how everyone's saying uh, about the quarterback battle, and I think whoever they start at quarterback out of the top three guys will that was be just my, fine. That was my next question. But is, yeah, yeah, I, I'm more concerned of. I, I want to know who they're starting on defense uh, as far as like the DBs, like um, right. I think the only one that you could say is like Ward will be a safety or a nickel and everything and and then JC will be a, a cornerback. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I'm interested in that. I I'm I'm excited to see that well when we take the field against Florida State. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're definitely we're all very excited for that game. Uh but that you know, but that whole secondary it's a like you said, it's a brand new secondary. You got um, you know, besides besides Jay Ward at free safety, you got that a uh, transfer from Arkansas, two transfers from Arkansas, uh, Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks at strong safety, 
And then Greg Brooks will be playing some nickelback this year. And um, nice. you know, both guys are from Louisiana. Uh, have kind of established themselves as leaders on the team already. Um, but, but the thing is, like, corner is an issue. But safety, you have a lot of depth. There's a lot of depth at safety. You know, I, I don't question that area. Um, but other spots on defense, defensive line, I think, is the best. In the, I think right now it's the best in college football. You have five guys – such as um, Jaqueline Roy, Roy, uh, Mason Smith. You have uh, Ali Gay and B.J. Ojolari, who just got number 18, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Who got number seven? Kayshawn. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was that was that was going to happen for yeah. sure. That that's that's one of the reasons why he's he's staying. At he's LSU, staying maybe. right, exactly. But he's um, going to be huge. And like know, you said, it's like it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. The fact that they're throwing to Kayshawn Butte is going to be the game yeah. changer. You know, yeah. like that's going to be the the it, deciding factors. And wide receiver as a total uh, group is to me the most complete on the team. Yeah, as far as depth goes, you know, wide wide receiver and defensive line of the strengths of LSU's yeah. team this year, for sure. Yeah, it's like like the first rotation you have on our receivers. You have Butte, Besh, and uh, Jerry Jenkins. Those guys don't work out. You got neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr., and uh, either Kyron Lacey from uh, the transfer, another transfer from UL, or um, Chris Hilton, who runs like a freaking four three forty yard dash. So how Besh broke out this year? That's how I feel about neighbors. For some reason, I feel like Con- uh, neighbors is going to have a huge, huge season. Yeah, uh, for LSU. Well, I think neighbors. Like I think he missed like most of his senior year in high school. I think he like had an injury. But yeah, like like you said, I'm I'm very high on him. Um, Jack Besh, like so, Jack Besh was picked to uh, talk for talk for uh, SEC media days this year, and you would have thought, okay, it'd be Keshawn Boutte because he's the best one in the group. They picked Jack Besh because Jack Besh is bought into Brian Kelly. He bought into Brian Kelly's system the minute Kelly got hired. He like went on an interview and said, "I'm ready. I'm really I'm ready to play for Coach Kelly and all that stuff." And um, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Besh is going to break out this year. Now he yeah. he has been he hasn't been practicing that much. I think he's had to see, I think he has a turf toe or something right now. But Dang. he's just nursing and he'll get he'll get he'll be back by game one. Yeah, that's awesome. And Brian Kelly seems to be um, definitely applying structure, but also um. Not really adhering to, but respecting the culture that was already here too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. with eighteen and seven, he talked about the tradition of those numbers and how they, you know, were given and stuff like that. So it's like that. I appreciate that that he, he's, you know, he did put an emphasis on it though. Like number yeah. seven, it's like we all knew number eighteen. That's for the leader, but it's like seven was just given to guys like Patrick Peterson, who's from Florida, and Tyron Matthew and Leonard. Yeah. But he said we need to give seven to the best player in the state of Louisiana. Not yeah. recruit, but just like the best player from the state of Louisiana. Right. And Kayshawn, you know, Kayshawn's that guy. Yeah. Yes. So I like that. I like I like how Kelly did that a lot. Yeah. Thank goodness we didn't end up with Billy Napier, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Like we were saying earlier. It's like, everyone was like, Napier's a nice guy. Kelly's an asshole. It's like, no, Kelly's more professional and structured than Napier. Right. Well, yeah. and remember the last time we had an asshole? His name was Nick Saban, and look what he went and did. Exactly. Yeah, he got us the exactly. championship. Yada, yada, yada. But um, with Napier, you have two other huge schools 
in Florida to compete with recruiting wise and everything. So it's like, I feel like he's going to struggle there automatically just because there's so much competition in Florida. Yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you it's you UCF, uh, yeah, a large UCF, school too. UCF yeah. beat them. They beat them yeah. in the bowl game last it, year. Yeah. In the it's, Gasper- it's, uh, it, it is unique in over here in Louisiana, just being that LSU doesn't really have to compete with anyone and they can cherry if, you know, Louisiana tech has an all American or UL, well, they can cherry pick that guy if they right. really, really want to, if that yeah. guy opens that door up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> any player that is at UL Monroe or, you know, Tech wants to be playing for LSU. You know, yeah. it's like yes. that's our minor league uh, college football teams, anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Have any of y'all seen any of the uh, LSU Gold content? I haven't. I haven't subscribed to it yet, but I, like I really want to. But have you? I, I did the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I got my free weekend, and I'm thinking about keeping it just to watch the uh, behind the scenes series. Oh yeah. But they showed a really unique clip in there uh, on the first. There's a series that they're going to do for the season. They're about 15-minute-long episodes of behind-the-scenes LSU football. And I think the first five are kind of like uh, from the literally the point that Coach O walked out of the locker room. Right. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he like showed him crying. Kids, he was like – Yeah, like play hard for the next guy. Like told all the young guys, like, y'all, y'all should be proud to be LSU Tigers and, like, stay here and fight, essentially. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, nice of him to say on his way out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, – but yeah, it, it's. I think it's going to be unique to get a peek behind the curtain a little bit. Um, obviously, oh, they're not going to show us their, you know, rice and gravy of, yeah, of, of yeah. the operation. But right. you know, they'll, they'll give us like a little dip. You know, yeah, a little yeah. dip in LSU football every week. Yeah, it. it I'm, not, I'm not. I'm actually. I'm not. I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil it. But it's uh, they actually. I'm, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> you, you got to watch it, Bert. Okay. Just spoil it, Matthew. Yeah. What, what so when uh, 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 Scott Woodward was talking. Scott Woodward was interviewed, and he said that um, from, like, day one after Coach O was fired, you know, they had one guy in line. That was Brian Kelly. Yeah. And, you know, we all, like, going in the year, we all believed, oh, it's going to be this guy or that guy. But right. I thought it was Lane Kiffin or uh, – I, re- I truly thought it was the OU coach. Uh, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, yeah. And then when he went to Where USC, I was like, who in the heck did we get if yeah. it's not him? So – Warren yeah. Arsenal was saying you're going to get Bill O'Brien to Mark Stoops, and I said, "Yeah, Bleh. yeah, yeah." Is Bill co- O'Brien still coaching for Alabama? Oh yeah, that's incredible. What a failing upward uh, situation there. That's that's incredible. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. What other notes did you have? That's pretty much it. I'm just curious. I I'm over here in my ADHD head, uh, <laughs> thinking of. If LSU Gold was created to give LSU essentially an NIL money to fund the players with, and right. stuff. Dang, I didn't even think about that. And I don't know yeah. if that's what it is, or I'm just wondering where that money's going because they obviously get a lot of money from all you know TV deals and everything right. else. But that's smart. I mean, if it is, because that that is truly like I've people always criticize like you're not actually playing. You know, you're not actually on the team, but we are watching the team. We're we're watching the commercials that fund the team. You know, like we're paying for their jerseys. We're paying to watch them. We pay the tickets. So, I like I truly support LSU. So in yeah. that vein, like you're 
if you're paying for LSU Gold, which is funding the NIL money that's going to the kids, yes. then you have ownership Sh- of – yeah. The, yeah, into the club. I mean, I've that's always true. said – people always been like, oh, why do you like LSU so much? You didn't even go there. Right. Well, if you're a tax-paying citizen in Louisiana, Amen, bro. you exactly. give money to the public school system of Louisiana. Exactly. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. you know, yeah. Amen, brother. It, I mean, it's a – and I guess a lot of people um, that aren't from Louisiana don't understand the culture of it. You yeah. Know, like, people in Louisiana literally will take their whole weekend in the fall and wrap it around a Saturday. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's an Whether you're going to the game or not. Like, even if you're not going to the game, it's still like your whole day revolves around 7 p.m. So, but he's about all to day, make his Not just 7 p.m., it's all day from 7 a.m. to new, to midnight. Yeah. Recurring guest Mac Thompson said uh, – He's about to make the announcement. Charlie Thompson's brother, Mac Thompson. Legendary LSU basketball player. Yeah. All righty. So, we have a decision, Matthew. Hashtag Ricky reconsidered. The guy, who to thunk? The guy that's announcing his uh, decision on the Jordy Collada show chooses LSU. So, um, how big is this for LSU, Matthew? Well, you got a quarterback. That's one thing. And, you know, LSU um, – you had Arch Manning, and you had Eli Holstein. Both those guys are not coming to LSU. They weren't coming to LSU. They didn't want to come to LSU. So, Ricky Collins was the third option. But Ricky was a Purdue commit. He was a Purdue commit, and he had – I think Brian Kelly had talked to him, and he was like, "Nah, Coach, I'm going to Purdue. So, LSU had an event on Friday that Ricky Collins went to, and from there he decided – going to LSU. I'm making decisions. So he decommitted. And like you just said, Burke, Ricky reconsidered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. you know, so he's a sick he's six two, one eighty two out of uh, Woodlawn Baton Rouge. And uh this is this is what what's so great about this move is for the first time probably since two thousand and five when LSU had Jamarcus Russell, Matt Flynn and Ryan Perilou, you now have a quarterback room that consists of Garrett Nussmeyer, Miles Brennan uh, J- Jaden Daniels, uh, Walker Howard, and now Ricky Collins. Yeah. Now, now, Brennan and uh, maybe someone else is going to be out by next year, but you have a succession plan now at LSU. Oh, yeah. You right. have. And it has, at a historically weak uh, position, too. Yeah. You know, other than Jamarcus Russell and, you know, I guess Matt Flynn maybe – I don't know if he was necessarily weak, but, you know. He won a national championship. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, we also had an incredible defense. So, it was like <clears throat> um, recent history has proven that we've been, well, except for Joe Burrow. I I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> for the first time in a while, like you said, our quarterback room as a whole is very strong. So, what are your thoughts on the quarterbacks uh, right now? What What do you think about Miles Brennan? Miles Brennan, uh I think he has a, a, I mean, pretty much at any, besides your top 15 quarterbacks in the country, he could play pretty much anywhere. Um, I feel like I said earlier on the podcast, uh, I feel like him, Daniels, or Nuss, all three, great. I mean, if any one of them started until they start messing up on the field, throwing interceptions, fumbling, something like that, uh, I'm confident in all three of them. Um, You know, 
Brennan, I feel bad for because he's had like a very hard luck. Yeah, that's my whole thing about him. I don't yeah, know if that carries over into the game or not. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, you know, um, he was supposed to get his chance last year, and now it's two like, years ago. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And last year, he, he, yeah, yeah, got hurt fishing. Right. I, I yeah. remember that. I remember that graphic came out. It was a. It was like Joe Burrow, Miles Brennan. It was like the passing of the torch. And then yeah. after we yeah. won against Mississippi State, right. someone, someone redid and they said, nah, give it back to Joe. Yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> Bo really Juro comes well, back to LSU. And yeah. then Brennan was really, I mean, he was putting almost an impossible, I mean, whoever followed Joe up was. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, impossible 100%. shoes. Yeah, yeah. And then not just losing Joe, but pretty much the, almost all the team, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think he's great for the locker room. When they announced that he was coming back, I yes. was like, that's fantastic. Glue you know? guy. Right, exactly. So, and I think he'll be humble about if he is benched, he's not going to be one of these guys that are like, I deserve to start, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but like you said, I just felt bad for him because he could very well lay an egg on the fir- very first game like I could totally see that happening or he could be good you know like I I don't know because we haven't seen him play in so long mm-hmm. but um, yeah it's just unfortunate what happened last year it's like he could have done solid like we almost we literally almost beat Alabama last year yeah. if Miles Brennan was playing in that game we probably could have beat Alabama so um, yeah I just like you said I feel bad for him but I think the Nuss bus will will be taken care of, you know, if those other guys have to go in. So. See, with him starting, what I like about that is the future next year, um, getting him experience. Obviously, I think he'd be fantastic this year. Um, but all three of them, I, I feel like, have good qualities. Um, and then on the recruitment front of getting Ricky Collins to LSU, which um, Louisiana puts out – you know, more NFL players per capita, but for some reason we really <laughs> yeah. don't produce quarterbacks. Right, yeah. And the one year that we have three quarterbacks that are top 300 guys, for us to get one of them I felt was huge. I don't care if he's the third one on the recruiting list. I mean, Tyran Matthew, Justin Jefferson are two and three star players. Um, that yeah. doesn't matter to me, but the fact that we got somebody that um, has the potential to be a I, – I feel like a – you know, the stars are not what you are going to be in college. It's what you were oh, in high yeah. school. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And high school te- – the me with the stars, high school teams don't play anybody anyway. So yes. It's like, yes. You know, who cares? The, the, yeah. Very rarely does a high school team play uh, a competitive schedule week in, week out. Right. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And some I've heard some of those stars are attributed – to if you go to the camps or not so yes, yes. i don't know if that's true but no yeah. yeah i mean the more you put yourself in front of the people that give these stars right yeah right the more stars you're going to get a chance to collect yeah yeah so but yeah um i think we'll like you said we'll we have a good outlook either way on the quarterback position so matt what other notes did you have uh but like yeah like, like y'all said going ricky collins um I think the last time LSU got a quarterback from in-state, I'm going to say I think it was Jordan Jefferson. I was about to say, I think, Now, yeah. Jefferson had really bad coaching. Yeah. yeah. Ricky yeah. Collins is walking into a gold mine with of quarterbacks. He had, you know, he, he's, he, he's got a lot of guys he can learn from. Uh, the quarterback coach, Joe Sloan, was actually at Louisiana Tech for the past nine years. He's, he's, uh, he, he's from Carolina, but he coached at Tech for nine years. So this is a huge get for him. 
he's a def, he's a young coach. He's very, very proven. I mean, I'm just I'm just happy to have like I'm just happy that LSU hired somebody from Louisiana Tech. You know, that they that like like what I'm saying is like Joe Sloan had been in Tech for nine years, and he was the offensive coordinator. But after he got before he uh, got fired, but LSU brought him on as a quarterback coach. You add the experience what he had at Louisiana Tech and then recruiting in Louisiana to LSU. I mean, it's just an it's just an unbelievable uh, matchup right there. Yeah. yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think quarterback for right now, for the next five years, ten years, we finally have a plan. We finally have a structure. Right. Yeah. And yeah. especially, you know, with him being at Tech, um, he goes and has a lot of fam- familiar, <laughs> familiar um, feeling with a lot of these players. Right. And being at Tech, he's not going for just the top 15 kids in the state. He's going for the top 100 kids in the state. Right. Right. And yeah, so yeah. he's potatoes. talking to people before they become who they really are. Right. You know? Yeah. So, that's that's one of the greatest, if anything, the triumph so far has been Brian Kelly's coaching decision. Like the staff that he's put together is such a good Louisiana I mean, recruitment type staff. It, Frank Wilson and um, it, it, that other wasn't there a guy from New Orleans or something? Cortez like? Hankton, the yeah, water yeah, receiver yeah. coach. Cortez right. Hankton and uh, Brad Davis, the interim coach from last year, offensive line coach Rosron hired Brian yeah. Kelly retained him. Um, as a offensive line coach, yeah. So that's huge, you know, as that's, far as that's recruiting a, in Louisiana, because Alabama steals those guys from us all the time. So because that's the thing, Nick Saban knows how to recruit the state. Besides Ogeron, besides Frank Wilson, the only other coach that knows how to recruit is Nick Saban because he started it all. Yeah. Look at this on the Astros game. They've just been had their camera on this guy. Milling about the bullpen looks like what the heck is going on there? Astros zero zero against the Rangers right now. I think he's covering up the trash cans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Yankees fan over here. Yeah, Go man. Um, any other notes, Matthew? I don't really. It's like it's hard to talk about stuff right now. Are you going to the FSU game? Uh, uh, as of now, um, not a hundred percent. I I'm ninety percent there in my head. The only reason why I wouldn't go is because that's the same weekend that my fiance essentially has a family get together in San Antonio, Texas. Nice. Oh. But I've looked up plane tickets from <laughs> hey. New Orleans to San Antonio, <laughs> and they're about one thirty right now. There you so go. I think I'm hitting that button tonight. Dude, hit, that, hit that button. Yeah. Fly, hey, just say, hey, look, Sunday evening, just say, I'm going to go to the game, drive, fly into Kenner, drive into the uh, Superdome. Yeah. After the game's over, just drop back, fly back the next night, or I mean, fly well, back I later that I, night. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to drive to New Orleans Wednesday uh, around 3 o'clock. There's a flight leaving there around 7, yeah. get there late at night. And then leave Sunday morning at uh, like eight in the morning. I think the flight is uh, yeah. out of there, and and you know, and then just come back to New Orleans and drive <laughs> back the next day. Yeah, and that works out perfectly. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, see, dedication to get to these games. Amen, there you go. brother. Amen. We're, we're we're all obsessed. We are all. Yeah. Another football news. Um, Tyron Matthew scared the hell out of us uh, for the Saints oh, because man. he unfollowed us and then he was out of practice for a family thing and but now he's back that was a weird uh couple of days there so glad that he's back Jameis had rolled his ankle yesterday 
or maybe it was two days. That might have been Monday. Yeah, but wait, it went. And too now bad. he's back. So <laughs> nothing too too crazy out of uh, the Saints training camp. What Sorry. else do you have for LSU recruiting, Matthew? So um, <laughs> I think the last time we talked and um was I think in like June, and at that time LSU had the forty fourth ranked class in America. They had one recruit from Louisiana, but they had all these out of state guys. And, you know, you saw guys like Eli, Eli Holstein, Arch Manning, Derek Williams, Tackett Curtis, uh, Jay Nosbury, they're all going to other places. It's like, can Brian Kelly actually recruit Louisiana? Because it doesn't look like he can. But since that time happened, oh, yeah. LSU has signed 12 new commits, right. including f- now six, I think, from the state of Louisiana. Yeah. With uh, the addition of um, uh, Ricky Collins. Um. Another big commitment this weekend was actually Shelton Sampson, uh, the five-star wide receiver out of Catholic High. Sel- uh, Shelton was a must-get for LSU. It wasn't all oh, of them go to, you know, we'll just, you know, not, LSU had to recruit him hard. The reason why you got all these out-of-state guys uh, in the beginning was just so you can get Shelton Sampson last. And Shelton committing is huge because um, Alabama last season, Nick Saban uh, came into Louisiana and took this – took a – the state's top three wide receivers brought them all to Alabama. And LSU only got one receiver from the state. That was Landon Ibieta, a uh, three-star out of Mandeville. I think – so that one – so I knew that that's the first thing, you know, Brian Kelly, they had to do. They had to get Shelton to stay. And yeah. obviously, just like, you know, Ricky stayed, Shelton stayed. Yeah. So that was a huge get. I think – and it might be a domino effect, too, going forward. Um you know, for other guys that are looking at other options, be like, well, all these other Louisiana guys are staying at LSU, so Brian Kelly's doing something. Brian, Brian Kelly's definitely doing something for sure. Uh, four-star safety Colin Jackson out of Zachary will be committing this Saturday. Now, he's not doing his commitment live. His commitment's between either LSU or Texas A&M. Mm. So, he's got the bigger bag. Who's got the bigger bag or, you know, do you want to stay home? Yeah. The one thing that does scare me with him is his teammate is going to Alabama. So, uh, high school teammates going to Alabama. So, I hate to see another Baton Rouge area kid uh, leave. So, I really do hope it's LSU. And that's the thing. I think now, since you got Sheldon Sampson and since you've got like a bunch of Catholic high kids to come to LSU, I think it's very important for LSU to dominate Baton Rouge recruiting. Yes. Even yeah, even yeah. U High. U High kids don't come to LSU, but it doesn't matter. You got to dominate Louis because that's where that's where everyone's coming. Yeah. They're coming to either Baton Rouge, Zachary, A Meet, New Orleans, Monroe, or Shreveport. Yeah. Maybe even Lafayette a little bit. And Lake Charles. <laughs> Charlie Drost. Not really. Yeah. Charlie. Uh, well, shout out Charlie Drost. Yeah. Shout out Charlie Drost. Friend of the show. Recurring guest. Yeah, recurring guest. He all, he missed the secondhand sports NIL deal by one oh, season. Yeah, one did. season. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. other commits uh, in the state, Lance Hurd, uh, out of Neville, um, uh, still has he's he has not announced commitment date, although he is a, a heavy LSU lean. Uh, Lance Hurd. So basically, Will Campbell came from um, Neville. Neville last year. Will Campbell. He's huge. The dude, the dude came to LSU. He was like six five, yeah. just like three hundred pounds. Yeah. Since that time, he's put on twenty five pounds of muscle, and he's gonna be a starter. Now, he's probably gonna be a freshman All American, honestly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think he can start right and away. And Brian Kelly is famous for his offensive lines, too. So right. Yeah, he has, like, seven offensive linemen in the NFL right now, I think, or something like that. So I know one guy, uh, Zach Martin, he's a uh, all-pro with the Cowboys. He's been, like, I think he's, like, the best guard right now in the game. Yeah. Um, it is exciting to see, and, and I hate going back to, like, a Coach O'Day kind of thing, but when he said after the uh, – Alabama game in 2019, we're going to beat their ass on the field. We're going to beat their ass off the field. We're going to beat their ass in recruiting. Yeah. I feel like Brian Kelly can actually do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Once this thing gets going, I feel like I feel like he can fulfill that promise. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, he definitely seems like the Nick Saban from the north kind yes. of thing. Like, he's well, from Massachusetts. He was in, you know, wherever South Bend is, yeah. Indiana. What did, Kane so, was at a situation where they weren't doing enough for him. They weren't giving him resources, so – Go yeah. to a place where they can give you resources, and you're a great coach too. Right. You can only go so far in the north if you're besides Ohio State, which is not necessarily dominating. Yeah, they make like the Rose Bowl a lot, but yeah, yeah. I mean, who do they really play to get there? Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And exactly. I feel like uh, Brian Kelly with it, and I know Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan—they all have these like huge, huge brands, these national brands. Well, yeah, but that's like families and stuff. It's not athletes that want to go to their school. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're not recruiting from Indiana. They're pulling from you know all over the country, all over the country. So, yeah. Now, now Notre Dame right now is actually I think ranked number two in the country, and a bunch of Notre Dame. That's what I was, was going to talk about that. Yeah, well, yeah. Every year you'll have you know one or two schools from the north being the top ten. Right. And this this is their year. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I just don't understand like. Without, I guess, because they did almost make the playoff last year. So, I guess they're going off of that. But still, like, without their head coach and a bunch of guys leaving, I don't understand how they're ranked so high. But I mean, I don't know. You, you understand. I'm also biased. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're all very biased here. But Brian Kelly, for the past 12 years, saved Notre Dame's ass. Right, exactly. Because Notre Dame was going into, you know, was going down. I mean, not to hell, but they were going down. And, um, you know, Brian Kelly got hired, and he kept Notre Dame at a competitive level. Now you got a new coach at Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman. And, I, and Marcus Freeman is a great guy. likes to live with the boys and everything. But, you know, the pressure's mounted now. Right, yeah. Brian Kelly, you know, I, I mean, just recruiting alone it was difficult in Notre Dame. Right. For Marcus Freeman, I get he's a young guy, and he's very likable by all the players. But at the same time, his, I mean, and bowl games don't matter, but they blew a 21-point lead to Oklahoma State. Yeah, and so, likability doesn't win football games. Exactly. So. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Notre Dame, before uh, or after the finale of Season 2 and before the debut of Season 3 of Secondhand Sports, I saw the real Rudy at a um, – it was like a, 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 a award banquet – in Sulphur at the West Cal Arena, and really? he came and spoke. And I told you about it. Oh yeah, you don't yeah, remember? Yeah. I told you about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. you did. Yeah. It's... So um, it was weird because he just came up. It was like the real Rudy, not the actor. And he was like, "Yeah." He came up to the podium. And he was like, "It's me. I'm the real Rudy." And everybody was just like, <laughs> "All right, like... dude." It was, it was wild. Like, even he, I don't know. It was one of the weirdest motivational speeches. The vast majority of it wasn't even about football. It was just about how he was trying so hard to get his movie made. Yeah. And, like, he was only in one play. And they had interviews of his, 
players that he played a clip of and even they were like i don't know why they made a movie about this guy that would had one great play when we were beating the other team anyway so i've always wanted to know if the team actually went and put their jerseys down for rudy yeah i don't think that was yeah i don't don't think that was true at all i think like uh, they're they're they're, i mean i love rudy like i mean i love that movie i love the movie but um at the same time they're like like you said the jerseys weren't true they said um, that in the in the thing. They were like, yeah, some of the stuff that they did in the movie. And I was like, why is he playing this in front of all these people? Yeah. But, now, he did uh, He did get a sack. Against, he did get a sack on that last play. Right. He, yeah, it was he one play. Yeah. He, wasn't, he probably wasn't even supposed to be in. Like, But I think uh, but the reason why Notre Dame made that is because it's like that one play. Like, Notre Dame has this room where, like, every single letterman doesn't matter, like, if you have a varsity letter, you're on like a like a list of like a room with all the athletes listed yeah, at Notre Dame. So Rudy's on that list. But I got you. to me, it's just Notre Dame trying to make money, and that's what that oh, movie yeah, made yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But was very he was he standing like on a box? No, he is very small though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. He had to, yeah yeah. Very interesting. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. So I thought it was weird that Notre Dame was ranked so so high in the. Yeah, but I I don't think it's going to be that way that long. I mean, they already dropped down number two, and right. I mean, if Georgia now, like getting back on recruiting, um, one state that LSU has really attacked is Georgia. Yes, they have five recruits just along from that state, and I mean they're they're I mean these the kids I mean they get the like they're not they're like four star and three stars, but these are guys that Georgia was trying to go get. Like they uh, the the signings they got. A lot of defensive players, huh, Matthew? Yeah, a lot of – I think, like, two edge rushers, one defensive lineman, a linebacker, and then a safety. And then an offensive lineman and a Paul Mubunga. That's the only one I know. What's his name, Paul? What? Paul Mubunga. Uh, oh, my goodness. He's a, he's a three-star. <laughs> and, yeah, he's a three-star uh, O-lineman. And um, the other player that got it, I think his, his name is Whit Weeks. Whit Weeks, yeah. Yeah, his brother That's is West Weeks. What in the world? That will, so, a lot of people, from what I've heard in, like, side the LSU world, is essentially Whit Weeks and Tackett Curtis are very similar in right. their games. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Who's Tackett Curtis? Is he on LSU? He's, he's uh, a linebacker out of Manny. Oh, okay. And he's going to USC. Oh, Wow. That might be the biggest culture shock of any recruit going yeah, from, yeah, from Manny. To, Toledo, Ben, Louisiana. Right. Toledo, yeah. Ben, Louisiana to Southern California. Yes. Wow. Yeah, Tackett, that was one kid that I, I wanted us to get. But, uh, you know, the old staff did not recruit Tackett Curtis very hard, and Brian Kelly's new staff got in there. and You know, they they recruited him very hard, and I thought Tackett would, would sign, but eventually he just he, he took LSU out. And it was between Riley. Wisconsin and Ohio State. And uh, USC, and he played yeah. the Trojans. But, I mean, that, who knows, maybe a year or two years he comes back as a transfer. Yeah. It, that's a very important point, though, Matthews, because, like, um, I heard a, a college coach the other day say, well, we don't stop recruiting kids when they sign now because they can leave. They can leave whenever they want. Yeah, so they you never know who's going to come back. Uh, LSU has major uh, burns, went to Georgia, came back. Yeah. And I think that's going to become pretty popular. Yeah. What I want to know is like what the NCAA is eventually going to do. Like, do you get like one leave automatic, right. two leaves? Like, how yeah, many, some kind of restriction. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, the old Miss coach, uh, Lane Kiffin, was talking about how he's like, we have guys from Mississippi State and Auburn, and it's like nobody's, you know, set in stone now. So, yeah, that's just how the football is nowadays. But, yeah. It's kind of like the Wild West back in the old days. Like, it's a free-for-all. Exactly. Money, right. transfers. Exactly. Yeah. Don't Which matter. I, I think – and, you know, we could spend a, an hour talking about NIL, but it's like, I think right now it definitely is the Wild West, but eventually the boosters are going to realize that they can't just give these kids millions of dollars. Like you can't give an 18-year-old $2 million to play football. <laughs> yeah. Paying I think taxes. that's going to even out. That'll balance itself out. And like you said, the, the transfers will, because um, it's like, I'm glad that the player can pick where he wants to play, but at the same time, like when you commit to a team, eventually the whole system is going to break down if yeah. everybody's switching teams constantly. Right. So, right. I'm excited yeah. uh, about NIL players getting paid and everything. I saw SMU in this past week. Yeah. 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 How they put in the pay structure. You essentially make what a teacher would make, like 36500 yeah. starting off no matter what if you play basketball yeah. or football. Or football. I think, yeah. 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 And Pony. I feel like more schools will go to that model. And obviously, if you're, you know, balling out on the gridiron or the hard court, yeah. you can get paid, you know, like bonus money essentially. Yeah, right. Texas is doing it. Texas A&M, I'm sure. Is doing it. I don't think LSU has anything like that yet, though. I don't. Uh, it might not be public. We might have something that we're doing under the table or something. But well, I know, I know the players like set something up, like like an NIL like club or something in yeah. Baton Rouge. Like they, they just started doing that. That's good. And Gordon. Oh yeah, and yeah, get Gordon. Say, get, Gordon well, okay, we can't. We can't say that on here. He's not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we no can't say get Gordon. But oh, almost said it. Gordon again. is uh, funding like seventy percent of LSU right now. I mean, he he basically yeah. was the one that flipped Kayshawn Boutte. Yes, from going to Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, yeah, but that that SMU thing. That's what basically. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it's like Pony Excess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You ever see the documentary <laughs> Pony Excess? Oh, yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. It, it's Coming back. It's legal now. Right. Honestly, like. I think what's great is for NIL is like places like Houston and SMU, and like I know they're a group of five schools, but because they're in big markets, mm-hmm. they can attract like you know four or five star kids to come. Right. So yeah. I think I think that's good for that at least. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. Well, got got some more recruiting. <laughs> got a little more recruiting <laughs> news. I'm not I'm not gonna keep you all that. I just got a little bit more. It's not it's not that much. Uh. So yeah, but going back. So we were talking about Lance Hurd. I think. Um, Lance Hurd, you know, he's he's probably I think he's a five star now. Um, I think that he's gonna wait till the fall to announce his commitment. Although, I mean, with with guys like Kyle, with the uh, you know Colin Jackson and Ricky Collins and Sheldon Sampson, you know, announcing their commitments, I think you know he may think about it. Like th- there was some on Twitter about all the players like Shelton stays, Ricky reconsidered. Lance to LSU and like Derek Williams, the Texas commit to all come back. That has made that definitely has worked because you signed two of the state's top players to come to LSU and you could sign, you know, more eventually. So, um, you know, I hope that works out for sure. Um, but again, back to recruiting LSU, uh, Louisiana did lose another, uh, recruit, a uh, four star, uh, linebacker, oh no, uh, four star linebacker, Jay Nalsberry. Uh, out of U High, like like we said in, in the yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah, U High kids, 
They're LSU uh, for some reason. And the, th- the thing about Jay and Osbury is his dad Vir- is Virg Osbury. Virg Osbury is like one is an associate AD at LSU. He's like the third guy in charge in the athletic department. So Jaden has grown around LSU. He's been to yeah, all the games and stuff. And right. His brother Austin Osbury was originally committed to LSU, but he decommitted last year and went to Auburn. So, you know, I mean, it is a big loss for sure, but you kind of expect that's going to happen. I think his mom wants him to get a better education. Where's, he, better, where's he going? Notre Dame. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So no kidding. A, a bunch of oh, wow. A bunch of Notre Dame people are kind of you know tweeting stuff saying like, yeah. "Well, it looks like your coach can't keep his players in the state." It's like. Okay, literally well, in his backyard. That's crazy. His one brother guy. Uh, went to Auburn last year. Yeah, Austin. Oh Hillsbury. wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. but so far, uh, that, that's that's pretty much it for Louisiana recruits. Uh, there is there is another guy, uh, Kai Preen. He's uh, out of St. James. He's an athlete. Um, he's a pretty good. I mean, right now LSU has three wide receivers locked in their class. They have Jalen Brown out of Miami, who committed a couple of weeks ago. They have Kyle Parker out of some school in Central Texas, who's a three-star. Uh, Kai Preen would actually be a huge addition to the receiving core because you just got to keep that keep it up because you're going to lose Keshawn Boutte next year regardless. Right. Kyron Lacey, the guy from UL, he's got one more year left, so he may either – we don't know if he's going to come back or not. Um, so it's it's pretty important, I think, to, to you know, just keep building up receivers, keep, just keep getting more receivers to come because – we we all know LSU is like DBU, but the receivers they have got is just stacked. Yeah. So I think you got to keep that going for sure. So I think, um, yeah, I mean that that's that's a pretty important uh, recruit to get. But uh, enough of Louisiana recruits. Now let's go to some. Let's go to just just. We, all right, all right. Now we got two out of there's two out out of state guys that are trending right now for LSU. Uh, five star, uh, Nicholas Harbor. He's an athlete. He's 6'5", 225. He plays a defense. He actually plays defensive end, Archbishop Carroll, in a Washington, D.C. He ran a 10.38 second 100-meter dash. Okay, okay. It was like surely not a 40, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, 100-meter dash. I mean, for, for that size, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. I thought you were about to say a 10-second 40 time. No, it's like no. that's terrible. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what we, that's what he we was ran. walking it. Yeah, walking it. So yeah, but um, he's he has a three point eight GPA and he uh he wants to major in en- either in engineering or medicine. So he's he, he's a he's a five star kid. I mean he's he's a. Which everyone Brian the, Kelly said he wants to raise graduate students. Champions. Yeah, graduate champions. Graduate Amen. champions. I think that that's yeah. um you know. He recruit. This is a guy that he would probably recruit at Notre Dame. Now, now Maryland has got the head start on this recruit because they're the in-state school and stuff. Which I don't. <laughs> they're I don't, right there. Yeah. Yeah, they're right. They're right there. But it's Maryland. It's like you want to go play in Maryland. You want to go play in Baton Rouge. Shout out Scott Van Pelt. Oh yeah, SVP. So I think. Uh, I mean, who's the second guy? He right now it's kind of between. Uh, huh. Who's the other guy you were going to talk about? Oh, I'm just I'm just telling what I'm just saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so so right now it's kind of between LSU and Michigan. LSU does have the lead, but you know, it's recruiting. Right. And uh, the second guy, uh, this is actually a big story. Uh, he's a, a top four cornerback in the nation, Bavarian Rogers, five eleven, one eighty, out of Lagrange, Texas. Uh, was actually a, an A and M commit, but he decommitted on Tuesday. 
Mm. And right now he's in heavy LSU lean. Nice. He could get a really nice like king cake nil deal. Hey man, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, Bavarian awesome. Rogers. Yeah. Oh, that'd be. He signs his LSU and he brings out. He just stuffs his face in a big <laughs> Bavarian king cake. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Yeah. Matthew, who's um, the tight end that I keep hearing LSU getting? He's like supposedly this real big, huge, fast tight end. Maybe it's the athlete you just talked about, the five-star kid. Um, I, I don't know. I heard somewhere the other day LSU was recruiting this this huge, fast, pretty much uh, beast of a tight end. Well, um, well, LSU does have a tight end for 2023. That's uh, Mac Markway. He's out of a DeSmet High School in St. Louis. Okay. And the, 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 I think that's him then. The connection there is the cornerback coach for LSU, Robert Steeples, was the head coach of the, his high school called DeSmet. He won like a, a state championship there and everything. So, and then they they've got, they have a lot of talent and of you know a lot of talent from that school. They they did get another transfer, um, Makai Garden Wingo. He's a defensive lineman. Oh, uh, but but that tight end. Um, let me let me pull it up. The other kid though, he's a freshman, right? Uh, Wingo. Yeah, yeah, I think he's, he's a, like a I monster. think he's a sophomore. Or he's like a monster in the weight room. Yeah, he'll be a sophomore this year. He went to Missouri the year before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Wingo. Um, he was. I think he was like a second team All SEC. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But in, in right now, he's like buried on the depth chart. Yeah, because LSU just has so many talented defensive linemen. Well, he'll get some playing time. I mean, they they can keep him fresh. Yeah, but that uh, they that might tight be end. a rotating uh, depth chart too, yeah. like rotating them in and out, in and out. Yeah. But that tight end you uh, you were talking about, that's uh, Trey Des Green. Trey Des Look Green. Look at all these guys. What the heck was that? The, the whole – all of them are – they might show it again. They were all lined up in the uh, – like in the runner's lane for the defense of the Rangers. I'm probably going to cut this part, but that was just so weird. Anyway, that's sorry fine. to interrupt. Yeah. Y'all, Alvarez reminds me of Big Poppy for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what else, Matthew? Yeah, that's uh, like, like uh, yeah, Trey Daz Green. He's the uh, number one ranked recruit right now for twenty twenty four in Louisiana, which I think LSU. That's dominant. Yeah. That's like right now, like you got some recruits from Louisiana in twenty twenty three, but I think they can absolutely dominate twenty twenty four because Trey Daz Green. I mean, he's he's only a, he's a four star. He's gonna be a five star by next year. Like you know, like like an Eric Gilbert type player. You know, dang. Like he's at you know out yeah, of, yeah. he's out of he's East Feliciana in Jackson uh, Louisiana, and the, I'm I'm only gonna go through the three guys. But uh, the second uh the second player is Tyler Singleton, who's from Manny and is a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And right now it's kind of between LSU and A and M. But you know it's he's only 2024, so we just, we don't know. We yeah. don't know. But well, it's exciting stuff. If you don't get Tacky Curtis, yeah, you can get Tyler Singleton. Yeah. The, and that's the thing with Brian Kelly too is like we knew this year was going to be iffy on recruiting just because of the fact that so many other coaches have already done their recruiting for this year. Right, and he's like starting fresh. So, well, yeah. he's starting fresh. He gets to learn. Okay, well, like obviously you got to recruit Louisiana. Like that. That's always a big must. But yeah, you hire four coaches on your staff or basically on your staff that are all from Louisiana compared to last year, you just had Mickey Joseph and he, you know, his main area was recruit New Orleans. Right. But now you have four coaches that can recruit all over the state and you have the godfather of recruiting in Louisiana and Frank <laughs> Wilson. Yeah. So. Yep. All righty. Yep. That was a good, uh, good recap there. Anything else? 
Oh, I just thank y'all for having me on. Oh, yeah, no, thanks for coming, man. Yeah, thank you for coming. Uh, hopefully, we might uh, do another one, like, you know, but right before the season or even when the season gets started. So we can, like, preview the season instead of just – Talk about recruiting and stuff, but I uh, get Matthew going on recruiting, you'll be here all yeah, night, right? Exactly. Dude, I, I, I love, I love recruiting. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just like got into it, and I'm just like, man, this is like, I mean, you got like, you can like scout these kids, right? And, like, and you see, know like, all they, the because there's some players playing now that I don't know, but you've known them since they were coming out of high school. Oh, he's so known them like, for at least four years, right? Oh, I've, he's I've, he's yeah. been seeing the future. Top yeah, game. exactly. You knew yeah. them back when uh, Joe could, Burrow was playing football. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm already, I'm already looking at 2030. Yeah, <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. If you're in eighth grade right now, Matthew knows about. It's that. like you see, you see like a, you see like a fifth grader. It's like, oh, that, that yeah. kid. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a five star. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you all for listening once again, and we will see y'all next time.